I want to take you to Proverbs, the 23rd chapter. And as I thought about this message, we're in the unshakable series. I want to interject the thought of unshakable thoughts. Unshakable thoughts. How many people know that what you think is important? What you think is important. Say that to yourself. What I think is important. That's why it's important what you watch, what you listen to, who you talk to, because it starts forming certain things in your life. Watch this. Proverbs 23, verse 7 in the King James Version. For as he thinks in his heart, it's implied a man or a woman, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. As a man thinks in his heart, in his heart, not his head, in his heart. There are people that will say things that they do not mean because it's not in their heart. They'll say, I love you, but their heart is not with you. Their lips are with you, but their heart is not. So today we're talking about unshakable thoughts that literally form the heart. You're thinking. Because what you think matters. Say that back to me. What I think matters. That's important. What you think matters. Because it is forming the basis of who you will become and how you will operate. You want me to say that again because this is important. What you think matters because it is forming the basis of who you will become and how you will operate. All on how you think. Because it starts to form certain things in your innermost being. And that's why I wanted to bring this up today. Because when you're dealing with the unshakable nature of God. And, and, and you developing that un unshakable nature of the walk of faith. You had better understand this principle. This is important. Matter of fact, First Peter, it says it this way. 1.13 Wherefore, gird the loins of your mind. Why did he say gird the loins of your mind? And be sober and hope to the end of the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What do you mean, gird the loins of your mind? The Amplified Version says it this way. So prepare your mind for action. Say that. So prepare your mind for action. This is important. This is vital. For those that are listening to me, you have to understand that your thoughts will dictate your steps in the here and now and in the future. Because in your thoughts, you start to develop your heart, your innermost being. If you think you're sick, you're going to be sick. If you think yourself well, you can start getting well. Thoughts are important. <clears throat> Mark this down. Don't sit around and think bad things. Start thinking good things, good thoughts. The Bible teaches that as a matter of fact. Think on these things. Think on good things. I hear people say, I believe God, you know, God is going to do something. But see, that's they're saying this, but it's not in their heart. I believe God is going to do some, something for me. And I believe he's got something really lined up for me. And it's going to happen at some point in my life. God is going to do this for me. But the trouble is they're saying it with their mouth. They do not believe it in their heart. And most of the time when they say a thing like this, it's not biblically based. It's not based on what the word of God is saying. It's wrong. Why? Because God has told us. If you believe the word of the Lord, he's told us clearly in his word that he has done everything he's going to do for you. Yeah. Clearly. He did it. How did he do it? When he went to that cross of Calvary, he died upon that cross. He 
He saved the world. Now you may not want to hear it that way, but he saved mankind for God so loved the world that he gave. And you've got to get that in and have an unshakable uh, thinking on this perspective. You cannot let yourself be shaken. You have to keep it clear. God has told us we have exact, all the promises are yea and amen. They're mine, Pastor Kenny. They're mine, Pastor Ario. They're mine. Can you say that? They're all mine. Matter of fact, if I'm going to really have this unshakable type thinking, I've got to take it a little step further. He has done everything he's going to do for my healing. Well, I wish God had come on the scene and do something for my healing. Pastor Mike, he's already done what he's, he, he's already healed me. Matter of fact, how about your finances? Man, I need help in my finances. He's done everything he's going to do for my personal, for my health, and for my finances, and even for my prosperity. He's done it all. He's done everything he's going to do, even about my deliverance or your deliverance. You've got to get that in your thinking. He's done it all. The promises of God, say it, the promises of God have already been spoken into existence. <clears throat> Isn't that powerful? Yes. Everything God has promised me has already been spoken into existence and recorded. It's been recorded. So I want you to place this into your unshakable thinking. God's will is found in this thing called the word, the gospel, the good news, the Bible. His purpose and plan for your life is found in the good news. It's not bad news. You've heard me say it over and over again. It's the good news. You have life. You can have life more abundantly. You can have, you can have my grandfather used to say, oh, that's some of the good. I'm going to tell you, with God, you can get some of the good. When we look at the word of God, the Bible itself, it's God's last will and testament. And he's already said yes to the promises. It's in his word. Do you understand that? That's why you need to understand this so you can get into your, into your thinking. So your thoughts will be unshakable. He's not, get this, he's not going to change his will. Well, I don't know if God loves me anymore. That's terrible thinking. I don't believe God will heal me. He's already healed you. I just don't know. Nobody, nobody cares for me. Let me say this again. I said this to our church this week. Don't ever say nobody cares for me. Don't ever say no one loves me. I, nobody cares for me. Nobody loves me. Everybody's forsaking me. I want you to hear me clearly. That's a slap in the face of Jesus because he cares for you. He loves you. He gave his life for you. So when you say nobody cares, you better look at Jesus because he cares for you. Change your thinking. He's not going to change his will. We take everything, when we take everything in our life, we compare it. What do we compare it with? We compare it, compare it to God's will, God's purpose, God's plan. And it has to compare to the word of God. There has to be no exceptions. It has to line up with the word of God. Amen. This is why I will not accept me, Alan Meshagan. I will not accept things spoken by people that are contrary to the word of God. Right. Pastor Kenny, you just can't do that. Right. If you're sitting around listening to people talk and they're constantly contrary to the word of God, or they're talking about, I love you, but none of their actions are of love. All they're doing is hurting people. I say that even to ministers. They get up and preach the gospel and it's not the good news, it's the bad news. 
They're constantly putting people down and harming people with their words. And to me, they're, they're saying things uh, I don't, with their actions. They're showing me they really don't love God nor people. And people, they say things they shouldn't say. And then they put words in God's mouth. I mean, I've heard people say, I'm going to marry someone who's not saved. Why are you marrying them? Well, they're not saved. But I believe, and I know they're not following God's will. But I know that after we get married, they're going to change. You've heard me say this before. They're going to change. They're going to get saved. They're going to follow the destiny God has for my, for my life. I want you to understand this is foolish thinking. And a foolish statement because it's contrary to the word of God. Don't step into those arena because then you, you will not have unshakable thinking. I promise you, your unshakable thoughts will be obliterated when you allow sin into your life. You join yourself to it, it will destroy you. So listen to this. It's not a matter of God doing something. Hear this. Hear this. This is important. It's not a matter of God doing something, as people say. It's a matter of our receiving what he's already done. It's a matter of him receiving what is already done and learning how to bring it into manifestation through the spiritual force that the word of God calls, watch this, faith. I love talking about faith. And that needs to be into your unshakable thoughts. I will think on these things. If God did it then, this is Pastor Kenny loves to say this, if God did, did it then, he'll do it again. I have faith. If God blesses Pastor Kenny, he can bless me. And if he blesses me, he can bless you. If he heals me, he'll heal you. Why? Because he's already said he's going to do it. It's already done. Hebrews 11.1, 1, let me remind you something we've read in the last few weeks. Now faith is. Faith is now. Now faith is. That's in my unshakable thinking. When I walk out on the street or I drive my car, faith is active. It's alive. It's working now, not tomorrow, not last week. It's working all the time. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Do you understand? Faith is there. It is active. It is alive. I may hope for things, but I want to tell you, faith is what brings that that into my life. It brings it into my into my into where I can put my hands on it. Faith makes it tangible. Let me say it that way. I just wonder how many realize that the God is a God. When we talk about God, He's a God of principle. He's a God of process. I'm adding this to some thoughts here today. He's a God of principle, he's a God of process, and he's a God of his law. Am I right or wrong? He's going to follow what he says. If God says it, he's not a man that he should lie. So when he says a thing, God really believes it is the law. So God is this God of principles. He's a God of patterns. He always follows certain patterns. Now, there's certain things he follows. He follows certain laws. Some are natural and some are spiritual. How many people know you've got a natural law and you've got spiritual laws? Actually, we live in two dimensions. We live in a natural dimension and we live in a spiritual dimension. We live in a celestial and a terrestrial. We live there. That's how we live. And I'm going to tell you, I was talking to Pastor Kenny and Pastor Mike right before we came in here today. 
Uh, we're talking about people having near-death experience. You don't realize how many people pass from this and they, they leave this realm and go into the next realm and can see it and tell you what they're seeing. It's very much real. My father did it. He told me what he was seeing. We live in those dimensions now. We're encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses standing around the throne of God. God has given us all these laws, these natural laws, and he's given us spiritual laws. We've got to get this into our thinking, this unshakable thought process. So these laws govern all of creation. They, everything that we, we, we see, it governs that. They govern, matter of fact, these laws that God has in place governs our lives. Our lives. Let me ask you this. To show you how you've got to change your thought process. Have you ever felt like you weren't saved? Think about it. You've already gone through everything you should do. We'll talk about it in a moment. But you don't feel like you're saved. And based on your feelings, you feel like you need to be born again all over again. Have you ever felt that way? Well, whether you feel saved or you don't feel saved, let me clear this up. Whether you feel saved or you don't feel saved, if you've acted on the word of God and you've done what the word of God tells you to do and you confess with your mouth, watch this, and believed in your heart that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, then I'm going to promise you, according to the word of God, not Alan, then you are saved. It doesn't matter how you feel. The law is there. You are saved if we believe the word of God. I'm not talking about you just making it up and saying it. I'm talking about you really believe he's the Christ, the son of the living God in your heart. And you believe if you died right now, you'd see him face to face. Matter of fact, whether you believe in him or not, you're going to see him face to face. That's just fact. So if you've confessed it, believe me, you've believed in your heart, confessed in your mouth, you follow the principle, you're saved. You should never take your salvation as an issue of feeling. It goes beyond feeling. It's something that's intrinsic within you. It's, it's, it's part of you now. What if I told you about salvation? You don't have time to minister that. But salvation encompasses a huge story here. It, it encompasses healing and prosperity and peace. And all these, there's so many things it encompasses. Salvation is powerful. I want you to take hold of this. And put it in your thoughts right now. I want you to be thinking on it. God has established some laws and the first one that we need to talk about and get in our thinking is that law of faith. My God, this, is, this, this message excites me. Anytime I approach or get near this message, I realize that the dead can walk. The blind can see. The hungry can be fed. There's so many things that can happen if we'll just operate in that law of faith. You have to understand. I mean, I've never heard of that before. No, it's something that's concrete. It will not change. This law will not change. The Bible clearly says that there is that faith is a law. Where, well, Bishop, I don't get that. Where do you get that? Well, let's just look for a moment in Romans 3.27. Paul says, where is boasting then? Is my boasting excluded by what law? Of works? Is it the law of works? Now there's another law. The law of works? No, he said, but by the law of faith. 
He clearly states it. Clearly states it. It's faith is a law. So in the Old Testament, follow this. The law was something people did. It was an issue of works. It was an outward expression. They could be, in other words, they could be considered righteous if they fulfilled those outward works. But faith was different. It was an inward work. But when you come to the New Testament, the period of the law now has ended. That law, it's over. The Old Testament, the Old Covenant's gone. It's ended. And now we're walking in the New Covenant or the New Testament. And we have now what we walk in, Sister Kathy, is the law of faith. Did you hear me? We're walking in the law of faith. Well, I just don't have faith. Well, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. It's like going to the doctor and say, I have no faith in my doctor. Then you don't need to go to that doctor. You better find someone or something you have faith in. And if you don't have faith in God, let me say it again. You're in trouble. Because he has faith in you. He believes in you. And according to the New Testament, we walk in that law of faith. Matter of fact, how in the world do you think you were brought into this new the kingdom of light? How do you think you were brought into salvation? How do you stand in this thing called the kingdom of God? It was brought to you by Christ through faith. You were brought into Christ by faith. How? You never have seen him. Most people have not seen him. They've not heard him speak with an audible voice. He's not walked into a church. But something in his spirit touched them. And now they ignited that law of faith in their, in their, in their thinking, in their thought process, in their heart. We receive Jesus Christ, pastors, by faith and confession. And we enter into the provisions that God has made and completed for you. How, did, how, do, how do I get it? Sister Kathy, by faith. All the provisions, by faith. So under the old law, it was the law of works, but now it is the law of faith. We have to have this unshakable thought. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let your friends lie to you. It's because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that we live, we move, we have our being. It's, it's because of him we, when we leave this plane, we'll, we'll see him in eternity. Faith is how, I'm going to end with this. Faith is how God wants us to live. Let me say that again. Faith is how God wants us to live. It's not a multiple, uh, multiple choice here. This is the way we must live. We are to live by faith. We are to walk by faith. This is the actual lifestyle God wants us to live and dwell in. Maybe next week we can go a little further in this. Because I really believe this is a message. If I had nothing else to preach, this is the message that will change your life. This is the message, message that if you take hold of it, those negative things in your life, everything going wrong, you'll see God will start turning them around. The old song says, it may not come when you want it, but it'll come on time. And it may not come the way you think it should come, but it's still coming. Let me say that. God doesn't fail. How many times in my life have I said, God, this is the way I want it. God said, you don't need it that way. But God, this is what I want. God said, God, I've got something better for you. And I couldn't see it until it happened that he was correct. So I'm going to offer to you today the best thing that I have. What is that? My faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In my thoughts, my unshakable thought is that today you can walk in healing. You can walk in peace. 
And this is for somebody that's listening. You can walk in sanity. Some of you even question if, if, you're, if you're going insane. And I'm going to tell you, you are sane because the Lord Jesus Christ is working in your heart right now. He's not left you. He's always loved you. And he cares for you. The old song says, oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more could he do? Do you understand? He gave his life for you. So you don't have to walk in pain and in sorrow and in grief. You don't have to walk in death. You can walk in life. So let's have a word of prayer and prepare ourselves for what God's going to do for us today. And find that one thing. My son started talking about this several weeks ago. Find that one thing in what we've said today and share it with your friends, your family. Find one thing that you can hold on to and sink your teeth in. And watch what God will do for you as you talk about it, as you live it out. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity you've given me to walk in faith and not by sight. To listen to your word, to adhere to your word, to enjoy your word. God, and I'm praying for the people that are listening to me right now. God, set them free. Please, oh Lord, set them free. Take them from, that, from the bondage of pain and suffering and wonderment. Are they good enough? Lord, let them see they are good enough. You gave your life so they could be they, they could be accepted. So Lord, right now, touch them, strengthen them, bless them, uphold them with the right hand of your goodness and righteousness. Lord, let them see the benefit of walking in that law of faith. The benefit of walking in unshakable thoughts. Because Lord, it will develop their heart. And they will walk in faith and not by sight. Today, Lord, it's happening right now. You're feeling the peace come into your home right now, into your car, into your hospital room, wherever you are. God is touching you right now. Don't give up. God's not giving up on you yet. God bless you. God bless you. It is done. It is finished in Jesus' name. Again, let me thank you for watching. Thank you for being a part of our online family. You're important to us. And thank you for those that have been giving. You have been supporting the ministry. In times like these, you just don't know how valuable that is. But I want you to know from our home to yours, we love you. And I want the best for you. And I'm praying for you. And until next week, just know that somebody is calling on the Lord for you. In Jesus' name, amen.